Hey kids, this podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. If you go to audibletrial.com forward slash bonfireside chat, you get to see a free dead body. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. I'm John Wolfe. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is an undead favorite. And this week we are talking about World 2-1, the introduction to Stone Fang Tunnel. Uh, just that one right there. Uh, yeah, so thank you so much for joining us, John. Uh, you will recognize his voice from uh, the Demons, or sorry, the Dark Souls uh, episode uh, where he joined us. So thank you for coming back. No problem. No, yeah. we, we talked about New Londo, right? Yeah. I've, um no it was the dlc content oh you're right mm, yeah. yeah shit shit yeah so shit. yeah he was on he was <laughs> shit dog he was on <laughs> uh on recently uh and uh yeah but we definitely wanted to have him back for season two um yeah. john you know again reiterating mm-hmm. old friend of mine big uh evangelist regarding the souls games mm-hmm. and, and uh contributor to daddy of Hala, is that correct mm-hmm. yep. yep and, and, and the, the dino cast no, yeah. yes beforehand and uh, i don't think we've ever been in a band together but we were in <laughs> bands in the same room separate bands yes many times we were in bands in the same room band yes. adjacent <laughs> yes yes we were yes um yeah so uh like i said we're talking about two one previously in the last episode we toppled the tower knight while evading dragon fire on that bridge but found ourselves thwarted by a mysterious and impenetrable fog wall um following the universal law of numerical order we have set our sights on World 2-1 to plumb the depths of Stonefang Tunnel. Um, again, not necessarily the way that we recommend you play the game. Nope. But the way that we're we're going to do it. Thank and this this is one of the last, like, you can play the game in the order that we're going to. Like, that's kind of what I'm doing for this playthrough, mm-hmm. just because I want to refresh my memory in that order. Yeah. Um, but it's not necessarily the optimal way. Yeah, I find myself, I want to try and follow our play order, but there are certain things that if you know to go get them, even at a low level doing a suicide run, uh, you can greatly increase your chances of success here. There's Yeah, there's one thing. One particular yeah, thing yeah. that I texted or, you yeah, about. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about uh, Stonefang in general. So this is a, a kingdom of miners and burrowers. Who yeah. have chosen not to see the sun. Mole men. Um, mole men. Yeah, essentially mole men, but with scales. Yeah. So kind of creepy. Skull uh, men. <laughs> yeah, They're skull spinning men. everywhere. They're spinning everywhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, uh, essentially skull men. Presumably they have skulls, even yeah. though they have kind of like a doughy exterior to a, them. A, like a very the, gaunt Well, they've got them? those like little those little guts to them, too. They look yeah. like... Um, They're kind of like, like Gollum? Like, yeah, they kind of like Chuck Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> Like Chubby Gollums, which is one of the bands that me and John were in. The, we're next uh, to. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, they all have like little Mega Man guts. Like if you ever see how every once in a while Mega Man will be in profile, like if mm-hmm. he's doing a Top Man spin. Yeah. And he's got that like hilarious little gut. <laughs> they all have Mega Man gut. Yeah, true. Um, so yeah, so they, they live here. Um, the uh, And essentially they've set up this kind of community around these mines um, because the, as we find out from one of the blacksmiths, um, ore comes from dragon scales and mm-hmm. dragon bones. Yeah. 
Um, so, and this is the place of an ancient dragon, as we'll find out, you know, talk about specifically next episode. Yeah. But just kind of justifying this this world's place in the lore, they've set up this, you know, kind of community around this resource. Yeah. And the community aspect of it is notable because you are very much an invader here. Yeah. Like when, when the person, I can't remember who commented, I, and forgive me for that, but Chase, who mentioned it was, that? It was, it was Chase. Yeah. 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 Chase in the last episode, like this is the, the world where that comes home. Like there's a boss fight later where that's really evident, mm-hmm. but man, you, you are just going on backstab parties of innocent people like nonstop here. Yeah, you know if, if the uh, and and, so, and that's almost entirely your choice too because they are non-aggressive unless one of the pickaxe ones comes after you. But uh, yeah, yeah, and they don't really give you any souls either. Yeah, well, most of them don't give you anything. Um, yeah. They they all have pretty decent item drop. Oh, they're know. basically uh, Titanite pinatas. Yep, exactly. Oh, it's like a Titan. whole it's a whole world of of crystal lizards. <laughs> um, the. Uh, uh, what was I going to say about uh, about them being non-aggressive? You were going to say uh, that the world of Crystal Lizards is your, is your favorite Yes album. Ah, uh, yes, and my favorite band that me and John were in. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So, so the yeah. So anyway, the uh, ah, fuck, man. Yeah, I totally <laughs> lost my train, train of thought. <laughs> that, me out, cool. That's fine. No, no. So, so your first act when you get here, and and I love this landing zone, right? You, mm-hmm. you you come out of the Arstone and you look off across this awesome vista um, into the sunset in the mountainside. And uh, despite the fact that most of the residents here are peaceful, uh, the first thing you're going to see, aside from a filthy merchant jabbering at you, is uh, dudes throwing rocks at you. I, I do remember what I was going to say. Sorry to, to make this <laughs> awkward. Um, is that they are soul starved. Mm. So there, there's, there's a piece of text referring to them, but they have no motivation. So that's why they continue doing what they did when they were alive. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're kind of like acting as automata. automata. I don't have a, uh, a citation for that. I know I read it in like the scant lore that is available about this place, but they are they are soul served, which would explain why the fat officials are here, since those are you know agents of the Bulletarian court and mm-hmm. are confirmed demons. Yes. So you get the whole, like, the way that they kind of operate as foremen, you get the idea that this world is kind of converted to, like, gathering resources. Mm, yeah, to power or, the bulletarian uh, military machine. Yeah, whatever is, you know, whatever is going to come of that. So mm-hmm. this is some stretching, but we have to stretch to connect the dots here. Yeah, yeah. To make it work. It's. Uh, I think it's a pretty safe assumption that, I mean, it's a mine. That's what mines are for, is gathering resources, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely, and and just the just like really all the all the the only twist to it is that their whole kind of little industrial society has been co opted because of the uh, the the soul star the soul starvedness and yeah. you know there's there's a bit of like a uh, Lovecraftian uh, Tolkien esque notion of unearthing an ancient evil here. And that's probably what led to them being soul starved was, you know, they they tripped across the ancient dragon and, you know, that's how the demons got a foothold here. But uh, I, I always got the the idea that the dragon was in place before before the demons, yeah. mostly because of like the structure around which he's built, you know, is built around him. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like all the bosses in this area are yeah independent of the fog. Like yeah. they were here, and some of that is is definitely true. So that's definitely true of the flame lurker. It, it talks about how he's ancient, mm-hmm. and the fog is a relatively recent, you know, yeah. development. The, the the only thing that I would say about that is, you know, because this is cyclical, they could be demons from a prior age. They could be. Like yeah. I tend, and they do release demon souls, but I think mm-hmm. of them as just they're unrelated demons. Mm. Like I always thought of them setting up kind of worship around the the dragon god because he is a source of this ore. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like that, they, you know, they worship him as some kind of confused crosswire. Like this is the source of our livelihoods. The dragons must like, be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or like almost like a fertility, you know, symbol <laughs> yeah. for them, you know, like this is a, a symbol of, of wealth and, uh, you know, prosperity mm-hmm. because this is the kind that, that give us, gives us what we trade to the tower of Latria in exchange for maniac slaves. <laughs> You know, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Tower of Latria, primary import. Yeah, import <laughs> exports. Yeah. Primary export, maniacs. Yeah. 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 Thank God we don't do sketches for this show because we would have already taken that import-export <laughs> yeah. idea and ran it into the ground last season. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, so in, the, in that landing zone, in addition to it being very pretty, the, one of the first, you see a crystal lizard for the first time, mm-hmm. and it's the first one that's directly in front of you you know, in the game that you, you can't miss. Um, and also signals that that's going to be a, a running theme for this world. Yeah. The, uh, the filthy man talks to you about it too. If, you know, if just seeing that wasn't enough, like, huh, that's a weird thing. Um, so he kind of draws attention to the fact that they have nests that they run back to in his dialogue. Mm-hmm. And boy, do they, yep. um, <clears throat> yeah. So you continue down that pathway and you run into those boulders that we briefly alluded to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you get in there. And, uh, so this kind of, plays out a little bit like a Prince of Persia level for some reason to like, like, like to my sensibility in that um, there's a lot of doubling back. There's a lot of vertical traversal, actually a lot more than I remember um, mm-hmm. from, from my, from my first playthrough. Um, and that's kind of underscored by how many elevators that you have to activate uh, throughout the course of this level. Yeah. There, there are a lot of like kind of levers you need to switch and yeah. you can only say that about this first part. Two, mm-hmm. two is much more organic. Yeah. But this this is real gamey. Like mm-hmm. even down those those guys throwing the boulders, who are just throwing boulders forever and and nothing. Like I'm just gonna keep swinging my fists, and if you walk into them, well, you know. <laughs> well, there's a okay. So so they only throw them uh, when you approach, and there is a fat official there uh, who assu- who presumably is using his riding crop to spur them into throwing at you. Yeah, that, that's probably true. But you can stand in the middle of the bridge, and they just keep throwing them. Well, yeah, because they think you know, like they that, like you. Yeah. <laughs> I think they yeah. they adjust if you if you cross the bridge though then mm-hmm. they they'll aim at you still they're not huh. totally stupid it's just that there's really no reason to cross the bridge and then stand on the other side of the bridge right in front of them <laughs> yeah just hang, hang unless out. you're taunting them <laughs> yeah <laughs> or just looking at that dead horse like yeah. the the few reused art like that dead horse gets dragged around there's a couple of them <laughs> inside too yeah. yeah why are horses so funny yeah I, I don't know. Hmm. I can't, I can't answer that for you. Okay. (laughs) Mr. Owl. um, uh, When you, when you go in, you're introduced to these miners, you know, who we, we kind of previously mentioned are not often aggressive um, with a couple of exceptions. Like the ones with pickaxes, um, you know, will, will attempt to kill you with a pickaxe. And then also the ones that hold bags Mm -hmm. will attempt to kill you with their bags of of ore. And those guys give you ridiculous drops. They, uh, they don't respawn, but you'll get, 10 12 or from them yeah a list that actually breaks the scrolling which is yeah. a little bit jarring <laughs> yeah yeah this whole level is a pinata this whole world is just like here's upgrade stuff for yeah. for you know if you're not doing magic upgrades yeah this is this is where it's at and you know this actually reminded me of a life hack if you're scared about about intruders just sleep with a sock full of quarters next to your bed yeah exactly and then <laughs> if anybody kills you for it they get a bunch of quarters yeah no, <laughs> no i don't want any you know they <laughs> this world lives on incentive, Gary. We're not communists. Yeah, yeah make them work for it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they uh, they they hit 
relatively hard for what they are and because of their numbers if you accidentally aggro a bunch of them you're in a world of shit because they are incredibly resistant uh to damage and that's something that actually i like one of my big complaints about this world is that it feels like such a huge wall after boletaria where attacks would do a reasonable amount of damage um and like that jump in how many hits it takes with a normal weapon to kill these guys kind of feels like the kind of easier way out of making something more difficult which is either increase hp or make your hits do less damage there's a secret to being successful with regular attacks in this but it requires you to go to a world that you probably wouldn't otherwise go to maybe, well maybe that's what they're signaling you to do oh like, definitely you know, yeah your, like, your first like instinct is to go in orders yeah. but they're they're telling you you don't don't need to visit these levels in order yeah you know, so this could, the fact that they're so resistant could be a signal that this is nonlinear. Yeah, and it can also teach you that different enemies are resistant to different things. I just have never noticed it so badly as here. Yeah, I feel like they were trying to, to teach you to use the different types of regular damage because everything is really weak to pierce damage. Mm-hmm. But that's something that doesn't really come up a lot otherwise. It's, it's way more pronounced here than anywhere else. Yeah, come, comes up a little bit in four one. Um, yep. That's another set of enemies that is weak to a specific type of damage, not a specific like enchantment yep. uh, of a of a damage. But they and and you know we can we can overstate it too. Like there's you can get through it with a with a regular slashing weapon. Oh yeah, like the enemies will take a lot of hits, but it's not you know it's by no means impossible. Like my first time through it, I had magic, but I mostly was using my sword, mm-hmm. and uh, and ended up being okay. It contributes oh. to a baseline level of tedium that I don't think uh, looks good on the game. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. But then I would say, like, you're sp- you're supposed to come here with something. True. You know, it's a, it's a lock, and you're supposed to come with a different key. True. Yeah, you know? I can agree with that. And that key is the crescent falchion that you can get from four one. Yeah, or any like any magic weapon. So you can yeah. get the blessed mace. Those are just two that are ready made. Mm-hmm. But if you spend any time in in three one or four one, you can also make a magic item too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, <laughs> hot on the heels of those miners who also encounter dogs again. Uh, their second appearance after the after the uh, undercarriage of the bridge or the substructure of the bridge, and boy, do I hate the dogs in this series. <laughs> they do a thing where they don't jump at you and jump beside you, mm-hmm. oftentimes, which I causes me to miss and then like lose stamina, yeah. like doing that if I'm fighting multiple ones. Mm-hmm. So they kind of try to flank you a little bit. Yeah, and that leads to the best strategy for these guys just being bait them and then lure them back into the hallway and hope that they don't get behind you. Yeah, yeah, and if you can give one of them a block off you, whatever that secret stat is that makes people bounce off of shields, <laughs> like they're real susceptible to that. Yeah. So if if you do manage to block one, it does attack you. You should be able to get in a counterattack pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They tend to jump around real crazy too, and if you're locked on, then make the camera do kind of nuts things. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, kind of like guarding the, you know, the dogs were kind of guarding a, a fat official in here. So, which again, like I, I tend to think of as foremen. Yeah. Um, here. The, the fat officials are going to kind of be like the channelers for this season, I think, to a certain extent, although far less ubiquitous um, and also far less significant insofar as they are just harbingers of a different force, right? I, I think so. I also I don't, but I I don't think that they're gonna they show up in three, four, or five. Nope, they don't. It's just yeah, uh, so, it's just in uh, one, three, one, four, and uh, here in two, two. 
It makes sense that if they are kind of representations of like a bulletarian force, like uh, King Alant's forces, mm-hmm. that they've, they're progressing. So like they can make it here because this area, you know, was not designed, you know, didn't really have its own kind of culture. Like this was already is easy to take over because the miners are mindless drones at this point. Mm-hmm. But like taking over Latria, like Latria has a very strong, uh, you know, kind of presence. Yeah. Um, and same thing with, with four and five, they either have kind of protectors or ingrained, um, kind of organizational structures that would make them more difficult. What's the to uh, take what, over. Just, just, just out of curiosity, what's the structure in four? There's no structure, but it's a really hostile. It's like a religious oh, okay. thing. Like I, I tend to think of four as like a religious sect, mm, yeah. like the the reapers and and the, like kind of worshiping this. Uh, yeah, the shadowman. The storm. Yeah, yeah, the shadowman kind of worshiping that thing. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a religious. That's kind of what I get from it, mm-hmm. even though there are no like citizens. Okay. Yeah. So you know, in more... in four. Um, that you don't see, but that's kind of how I tend to to think of that. Yeah, they're all on the other side of the cliff. Yeah, <laughs> Stone, <laughs> Stone Fang just has this uh, this uh, easily manipulatable um, indigenous folk. Yeah, like puppet populace. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Puppet populace. Yep. Yeah. It's it's the same thing that we could any of our states could do to Iowa, like anytime we want. I <laughs> <laughs> just go down there and start bossing people around, like King yeah. George. Yeah, hey Iowan, make corn for me now. Fireball, <laughs> and then just they have to do it. <laughs> With my so. mask and my riding crop. Yeah, yeah. I will whip you. <laughs> I will um, whip you. Yeah, but uh, um, I, I love the idea of just like these dwellings. So there are structures that you're seeing in here that are uh, inside the, the 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 cavern, which like reminds me of like something from Forgotten Realms or like from Mist, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll buy that. And like you know, generally like um, some of them have evidence of what they might be used for. So mm-hmm. they're uh, you know for you know sorting min- minerals or sorting ores or something like that. And there's some of them that look just kind of like offices. <laughs> you know yeah um, but you're working your way up here there's a fat official who's parked out in a doorway which is just the worst that happens a lot yeah they're, like that they're there that's their yeah. favorite it's it's like it's like walking behind like a big dude in a hallway mm. yeah mm. i think yeah. they're all in front of doorways in this level aren't they i can't remember one that isn't there's there's one who's on a platform um before the first lever yeah, people yeah. who's just on a free-floating like kind of sniper platform yeah yeah and he's taking pot shots at you like he has yep. tremendous oh, visibility yeah. around yeah that's yeah. right there's that bridge that collapses if you try to run over to him and yeah yeah yep, yep. and they've got that same that, that that same problem where they have really high physical resistance if you have solero um or magic missile or whatever you get uh you tend to be more successful against them. is uh is solero's uh solero's non-union mexican equivalent <laughs> So, <laughs> did, did, I, did I say that wrong? Is it magic missile or soul arrow? No, it, it's it, it's uh, it's soul arrow. You just said okay. it. Just when you say it, it sounds like you're saying solero. Solero. Wait a second. Let me get my maracas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Damn it, Janice. Yeah. Janice. Yeah. Did, I my, did I leave my maracas in the car? <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um. The. Uh... Yeah, I don't. I don't have a big problem with the the fat officials as kind of like mini boss no, encounters. No, no, yeah. Like there, there, they there's... do. They do have a lot of hit points, but they're also they're always a threat because mm-hmm. they, even with the purple shield at this point, the fire will still like chip damage you like pretty decently. Is um, okay. So outside of like brushwood or Meralda's armor, at this point, is there anything that you have that will give you sufficient fire resistance to be successful here? That purple shield. 
But other than those three things, no. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, fire damage is like the lightning damage of demon of demon souls. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And you you get a ring like a flame resistant ring in the next uh, in two two, but here you don't. You know, you obviously don't have it yet. Um, no, no, you know you don't. You get it from under the dragon. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, you could wear that ring as well. Yeah, that ring and that shield. Yeah. Yep. And then be from the same place. Yep. Be, be super sad dragon or better to take me on. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, so, so I'm playing a female character for this playthrough. I need to get white world ten- tendency and Boletaria so I can go get Meralda's armor because I can see myself being in a world of shit for, uh, um, two, two. Yeah. Right yeah it helps to have that. It helps to have that fire resistance. Yeah. Um, even though Meralda's armor is real ugly. So at the deal, I kind of like the way it looks, but yeah, yeah. It looks it looks good for like if I were playing um like a dress up sandbox game I might make like my guy like a serial killer that stitched together these potato sacks <laughs> into, into this thing but yeah yeah it's 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 real it's real frumpy yeah. so yeah yep. um so, so you so you make your way through here you get to this point that we were talking about where the uh, uh there's this platform like you come out you know you go through a couple of blind you know corners there's a couple of ambushes from the the pickaxe miners. And uh, this platform where this fat official is there, and if you attempt to run across them, the bridge will collapse. You can stick to the left side of the bridge mm-hmm. and cross it, um, but you have to know that in advance, more or yeah, less. Yeah, yeah, and your and your tendency is going to want to be to stick to the wall. Yeah, yep. You know, and if you if you run across there and you get him, oftentimes I would backstab him and kick him off, and then <laughs> I have to go all the way down there, or I just have to deal with him firing up at me the whole time, which is frustrating. That's what happened to me last night. I kicked yep. him off, and he was just down there. It's like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Moose out front should have told you. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, man, I've never, I've never gotten to him, um, without opening the door and getting behind him, but blah. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. It's, it's satisfying to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. They're dickheads. They're, As they're effective villains. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you're working your way up. I, so, like, I, I had to. I found myself at least three or four times falling back down to the bottom of this, just as I followed a uh, um, a path around the side. There are like three or two or three levels uh, that you can try and work your way around on um, up here, mm-hmm. which contributes to me calling this like a Sands of Time level. But yeah, it's also it's it's a confusing like the layout. This is dark and yeah. uh, non. It's you know you're doubling back. It's like the most like. Not like shortcut is the wrong word, but like go find a lever to proceed. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's a very gamey level. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. For this. The, the, the darkness, I think, contributes to making it feel larger than it is. Yeah. Especially if you don't have it internalized like your childhood house or whatever, like I have with Sens or something. Right. And so, yeah. so weird in comparison to the next level, which we'll, mm-hmm. you know, we'll talk about in two weeks, which is so huge and so organic. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So definitely a, an aberration um, yeah. in in the, in the game. Mm-hmm. So you find your way beyond this kind of open chamber area, and you get into the foundry. Uh, oh, before, is... before you do that, you have to Ooh. one one noteworthy thing about that lever that you had to pull is that something that they do in Demon Souls and they don't do in Dark Souls is there are developer phantoms. So there's a, a phantom that's set there to pull that lever over and over to show you that you're supposed to do it. And that's oh. not another person. Yeah, because the levers kind of look like wall textures to a certain yeah. extent here because of the because of the limited palette. Yep. And so there's certain sometimes you'll see a phantom and it's another player. Sometimes it is just the the game, you know, the developers put in these phantoms as kind of hints. Mm-hmm. So uh it's kinda it's just an interesting thing that 
there are probably some, you know, uh, non-intuitive parts of Dark Souls that might have benefited mm-hmm. from something like that. Um, even though the phantoms in this game are much more visually striking and, and easy to see. Yeah, yeah, you can spot have... them from across the map almost. Yeah. If they spawn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed that they need to do that because I see that as, like, a design inelegance that otherwise could be avoided. And I almost like I, I, I'm 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 inclined to forgive them. Where in other games I would not be inclined. But it doesn't seem like a affection. Good. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a big deal to me. Like I mean, the alternative to me seems like it would have been making the lever stand out better visually. And I think they are going for like a real kind of grimy, dark. Like I, I would almost think that like the the visual cues I could see them taking for the lever. Mm-hmm. You know, ma- making it stand out would almost feel too out of place. Yeah, and you, know, you get the impression that like everything here is covered with soot and minor sweat. Yeah, you know. So I'll disclaim this. I know not everybody can be Valve, but uh, I, you know, they they probably could have taken a cue from Valve. <laughs> in so, yeah. In so, insofar as like using, you want a headlight pointing at it. Um, like there's just be a crashed car. Yeah. Like that's the way the valve like that's how you know where to go in valve games. <laughs> car is crashed that was going the way you need to go. Yeah. I, so. I just or, or or just in general like a dominant color that is drawing you there or just uh, a a way of designing the level uh headlights aside in order to manage your line of sight and draw you to things without putting a glowing arrow on them like with yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like the the textures in general and the color palette in this level are pretty boring, and I I feel like it could have been improved upon, really. Yeah. Just a general kind of touch-up of Mm -hmm. the way that all of the wall textures are could have really made a lot of difference visually in the whole level and really helped that lever situation out. Yeah. Like, like the darkness effect is somewhere between Silent Hill 2 and Tomb of the Giants a little Mm. bit. And uh, yes, the like restricting the visibility is part of the aesthetic of the level. How, however, it does like when 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 they have to put that in. So when I say I'm bummed out, it's really just bummed out. Like I'm not ready to put them on trial for it, but it just it it, it kind of seems like something that could be designed around as opposed to band-aided over. Yeah. Well, there's kind of it's it's interesting though because like the way if you're gonna band-aid something over like that, and who knows, you know, we can second guess their decisions for it. Oh yeah. Um, you know, all and not know any. So it might be something where like it play tested poorly and they didn't have time mm-hmm. to redesign the entire. Oh, definitely. There are there, there are realities for that. Yeah. But the nice thing about the band-aiding is that it fits in within the world fiction. Mm-hmm. So like if you didn't know that it was somebody pulling a lever from the developers until I told you that, like mm-hmm. it could have just been, oh, I saw another player doing this. You know, yeah. so in, in one way, it's like, yes, you know, you could have designed around it. And another way, if you're going to highlight something like that, it's like the most elegant way of doing it because it's consistent with, you know, how you like it's consistent with the game world. Yeah, it's not Perfect know? Dark Zero or Dead Space where they put a glowing line on the floor. Right. Or even just like, a you know, a bright light in the middle. Like, not that you were suggesting that, but like, you know, putting like a headlight right above it or something like that, you know, which would have been also would have stood out. Like, this is something that you could reasonably see. Mm-hmm. In, in the game, so it, I can yeah. I can I see your point. It's also something that I can see the the ben, you know the merit of as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that that being said, like I do think these levels have a really boring color palette up until kind of the end of two two, um, or the bottom of two two, or however you want to put it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just I choose to think of it as being uh, you know, a lot of levels. Actually, all the levels in this game have a very solid, very monotonous color palette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's not there's not one level that has 
anything more than that. And I, so it's so ubiquitous. That I choose to, to, you know, it has to be intentional. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is like, a very deliberate choice, which yeah, the same way, like last, like last episode with Jason, we were talking about, it's just like, you know, different shades of gray, mm-hmm. like here, you know, here's reddish gray in this level. And then the level after this, it'll be kind of greenish gray mm-hmm. and then bluish gray and green, you know, greenish or brownish gray. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like it, it has to be, something they were going for. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely respect that choice. However, I do appreciate that in dark souls, there is a, a broader range of, uh, of, of pervading color palettes. So, yeah, so, so do I, like, I think that's just one of those differences between these games. Like mm-hmm. this is one, you know, the areas are a little bit more homogenous, mm-hmm. which, yeah. which lends to this being a scarier game, not so much here, but like specifically, especially in Latria. Oh uh, yeah. The bottom Latria, of Latria and, and, and parts of yeah. four too. Yeah. Like are, are actually, you know, are much more frightening. And mm-hmm. this this level can even be, you know, more unnerving or even like in Tutu, like and that's getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. But getting lost in those tunnels yeah. can be really panic inducing in a yeah. way that Dark Souls wouldn't have gotten away, like wouldn't have done. Right. You know, like I'm almost I like can count on one finger, you know, the times I've been lost in Dark Souls, mm-hmm. you know, but here in Demon Souls, like they, I feel like that's part it's contributing to this sense of oppression, like. Like it or or whatever, like it's definitely something I think was they wanted. Mm-hmm. Like they wanted this all to look the same. They wanted you to get turned back on yourselves. Whether that makes it for a better experience or not, I think is really arguable. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely it's consistent enough that I think that's that's the point. Yeah, yeah. It's not you know? laziness and it's not lack of dedication or right. l- like a it's it's not through I don't know what the opposite of meticulousness is. It's sloppiness. Yeah, it's not it's not it's not a lack sloppy choice. It's not lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, does that happen anywhere else in the game where the spirit uh, hits, uh, like, tips you off? Because I recall reading that in a wiki. But It definitely does, but I can't remember where else. Yeah. Um, but we will probably come upon them mm-hmm. because now that I know what to look for, like, I feel like it's I pro- I'll probably see it. If I see the same thing over and over, Yeah. I'll know that it is and I'll, I'll point it out when we run up into them. But I can't remember now. Yeah. But uh, you hit that lever and you open up the door into the foundry area, which uh, introduces some of the creepiest sounding enemies in the game for me. Uh, the fire mm-hmm. lizards or the what were they, the salamanders, something like that. Yeah, I would call them salamanders. Yeah, the salamanders, real, real gross and creepy. They just kind of cling to the walls like locusts or something or like lizards, which is what they actually are. Um, <laughs> cicadas, I meant, not locusts. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you see them every once in a while. They're kind of laid out like traps at a certain point in this level. But uh, this introduces this as the lava level in, uh, in, in Demon Souls. Yeah, I like the way that the lizards fly off the wall and kind of flip flop on the ground. Yeah. Like that's real, that's real creepy and kind of derpy, Yeah, you know, yeah. like they're just threatening by their presence. Like if you touch them, it hurts. Yeah. You know? And also it's very hard to hit them. If you target them, like your, your swing isn't guaranteed to go. So you have to know if you have to use, uh, you know, your various attacks to get them. Yeah. Overhand strikes. Yeah. They are pretty derpy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, 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 their, their animation is to derpiness as the, uh, design of the basilisk is to derpiness yeah <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. yep yeah but uh <clears throat> the puzzle here is that there is an area of the uh of the mines that is blocked off by lava and the only apparent path leads you upwards yeah yeah so you, you can't go that way you have to continue kind of going through this again like a big kind of switchback mm-hmm. full full area in order to uh 
ultimately like what you're going for is, is <laughs> extinguishing this lava. Um, on your way up there, there's a nice trap where there are a group of miners, uh, like a large number of them standing in a, in a, in a row with someone behind them throwing, throwing barrels. And, uh, you can actually, if you explore enough, you can find a way to get around them hmm. and go around behind them. Um, there's a hidden pathway hidden behind some boxes and barrels. Oh, well. Let's you circumvent that. Yeah. I never knew that. I just lured them out like, you know, as you do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But behind that ambush or behind that uh, um, trap is uh, <laughs> the shortcut that takes you halfway through the level. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Which is better yeah, than nothing. And unlocks yeah. Ed. Ah, true. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, so we should probably talk about Ed a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. There's not to the blacksmiths like they are just blacksmiths in this game. There's not too much to them. Um, but Ed is kind of the you know the more professional version of the two, I yeah. guess. Like he's he's higher end. He <laughs> didn't get trapped in the Nexus for one, um, <laughs> and he he's going to be ultimately like if you give him the spider soul, you're going to get. Um, he is the one who will turn boss souls into weapons. Uh, the the, the, uh, the flame or, yeah, not, yeah, not the, exactly. Yeah, sorry, not the uh, fire, not the spider soul, but the flame lurker soul, mm-hmm. which is uh, useful. You, not necessary. Like you can go through the game without using boss weapons. Mm-hmm. But if you want to make boss weapons as opposed to boss spells, this is your man. He eventually turns into Q. In that, in that he he is your source for uh, very specific items that can help you in very uh, particular situations. I'm sure me and John were both thinking Q from Star Trek. Yeah. And, and didn't know what, and didn't understand what you meant at all. Like that, that silence right there was just like Q, huh? Yeah, I was wondering where you were going, where you were going with yeah. that. No, uh, yeah. Wait, okay, so wait a minute. How is my reference, like, how does my reference predate yours? It doesn't, it doesn't have to predate it. It's just okay. which one am I more familiar with? Okay. Like, it's definitely Star Trek as opposed to Bond movies. Like, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, Capitan. Even uh, <laughs> even aside from boss weapons, doesn't Ed give you access to some upgrade types that Baldwin doesn't? Or am I wrong about that? You're right. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Weird ones though, like the sucking or whatever. And the- <laughs> it sure <Yeah>. does suck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does. Uh, he does. I mean, he does good ones too. He does like dragon and so oh, No, yeah. I, no, I, Baldwin can do that. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's all like sucking and uh, tearing and. Tearing, yeah, the fucking upgrade system in this game. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, yeah. Like, it's like later like Mega Man games where you get like to make like four, and it's like you know Gemini Man, like man. yeah, yeah, like Yamato Man, <laughs> Yamato, and, uh, yeah, Yamato Man, and, and all of the you know, yeah, exactly, Tengu Man, um, yeah, all the what? power of a Tengu. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, I don't know if I, I'm sure I feel like I probably told John this before, but I can't remember if I've said it on Mike. Um, I always wanted to, I wanted a Star Trek, the next generation spinoff where it was Q and lore trapped on a shuttlecraft <laughs> and just being intolerable because like they both are like, mm-hmm, like, you know, constantly. So it would just be like, you know, it's your turn to do the dishes, cyborg. Well, perhaps it's your turn, dear interdimensional entity. And then they would just constantly be like sniping at each other for, you know, 10, 12 seasons of them just, <laughs> just kind of like effeminately undermining each other the way that only Q and Laura do. Yeah. No, no. And then there's like one special crossover episode where they crash into another, uh, 
<laughs> they crash into another uh, pod and it has Dr. Smith from Lost in Space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do with these infernal aliens? Like just all of them mincing around and like grousing. The sci-fi mince crew. <laughs> uh, just, yeah. Be amazing. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. So let's get that green lit as soon as possible. Yeah, man. Where's Where's product green light? <laughs> Save me, Ben Affleck. Um, <laughs> I, I want to make that fucking TV show. No, I meant Steam green light. Let's do it like, oh, okay. like, like <laughs> Let's do an IF game about that. Yeah. Let's <laughs> Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do a low budget adventure game. Yeah. About it. <laughs> I would buy it. That'd be incredible. <laughs> like, I feel like there's got to be at least one other like really mincy sci-fi archetype oh c-3po yeah so that yeah, yeah exactly yeah so so like, what would happen if c-3po doctors q and Thor all got trapped on a shuttlecraft be awesome <laughs> oh oh wait fifth ranger peter lore oh yeah yeah <laughs> 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 and just like well because they could do the time travel stuff oh yeah q, q could bring all kinds of people from history mm, yeah there yeah, this, oh. is, this thing has wheels. This is Get gold. On e- edit all this out because <laughs> we yeah. need to save this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, let's just as long as you print out this podcast and mail it to ourselves, no one can, no one can use our ID <laughs> idea. So, <laughs> and if you ask a cop if he's a cop, he has to tell you. <laughs> and a husband and wife can't be tried for the same crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I forget but, but, what we were even talking about. Any, yeah, anywho, um, we, we're getting ready to douse the lava. Yeah. Um, we get up to the top and douse the lava, kind of spilling a, a water tower on it. I like it when you go back down to the lava and all of the... Uh, oh, we were talking about uh, Ed. I think we got <laughs> yeah. everything with Ed. Yeah. Um, yeah, Good. he makes bottle weapons. He's <laughs> yeah. cranky. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I love when you douse the lava, the dead crystal lizards at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like you got the idea... Or not crystal lizards, uh, salamanders. You got the idea they were swimming. Yeah. And lava and just got doused and, and killed. But inexplicably, there are also dudes down there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, well, they, they, you know, that makes sense. They jumped into the, the lava. Hmm. Um, if you're speedrunning this game, you can get past this lava without dousing it um, huh. with the right equipment. It's really difficult, but you can do it. Uh, l- hmm. Let the record show that Gary thinks that a human body can survive in lava. Not be immediately turned to ash. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're pretty charred up. Yeah, true. It's it's uh it's it's uh the same lava from the end of Resident Evil Five where like <laughs> you can be near can, it without a problem. Yeah, you can be near it and walk on it without too much of an issue. <laughs> like, that's where that's where they got all this lava from. Yeah, it's video game lava <laughs> from Wesker's vault. Yeah, Is that a spoiler? I don't really care. Well, Wesker's, yeah, Wesker's lava. I, I don't think that anybody cares if you spoil Resident Evil Five at this point. <laughs> yeah. It's fun for the first third. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> Like, yeah. Oh man, yeah. So you douse the lava, and uh, you work your way around, and and you're going down. Um, I so I played this game in a really weird way. I, I play like just like I play most games in that I did like I did like one 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 two, and then this, and then I stopped for a year until I picked it back up to play for the show. Mm-hmm. So coming back to coming back to two one and seeing how the end of two one like looks and feels like 2-2, which I played more, far more recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like noticing how smooth that transition was, like down from the administrative and smelting area into where they're actually pulling out the mines. That's mm-hmm. really cool. 
Yeah, there's an audio cue, too, which I never caught before. I just caught when I played it right before here, where you are going across that bridge where you can still see the kind of landings and everything that lead to the uh, the dousing mechanism, mm-hmm. and then going into the area that's been taken over by this spider. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and then it's just, you know, there's a, you know, just kind of a tone that yeah. plays. That's mm-hmm. really neat. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, it's that, that per- perpetual, you know, soul's theme of corruption, Right. So you're seeing all this mine equipment and you're seeing all this, you know, area and it's just kind of been encrusted with webs to the point of, you know, non-functionality <laughs> as, as you head in. I think some kind of wolf has taken up residence here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, and it makes it, it kind of is weird because like I get the, since this is a working mine, people are clearly moving from the mine up to the smelting area. Mm-hmm. So do they just have like a pact with a spider? <laughs> you I didn't don't, pay the right toll. Yeah, exactly. You got to, yeah, you got to pay the the spider toll. Maybe they have um, some sort of system to keep it in line, like they give it treats, or they have like a uh, I don't know, like a, a giant poker Jeff they stab Goldblum. it with. <laughs> a, giant <Yeah>. Goldblum. <laughs> a giant Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, they just they just give it a go, a Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I do not care for this. Uh, 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 ow. Um, (laughs) you gotta, you gotta pay the spider toll to get to the Steven's soul. Yeah. You gotta pay the spider toll to get the spider's soul. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they have some kind of system worked out where they can go past him. Um, there's also like a, a fat official guarding a really annoying trap to you (laughs) right before you get there. It's like the most like snidely whip at, uh, whiplash trap. Those guys are the slightly whiplashes. Like, man, one three is just full of just like, <laughs> yeah, just assholes. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I managed to get through this without him triggering the trap this time, though, which was fun. You just have to go slow. Like, he'll yeah. throw a fireball well before you're in the range. But if you're, if it's just, you know, if you're running forward, you're going to get fucked. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't tried it with like a fire weapon, but I bet you if you attack with a fire weapon, you blow up <laughs> there as well. So, I think so, I remember using uh, one of the fire spells and figuring out that you can blow that stuff up. So I would assume a fire weapon would do it too. Does Does it take out the fat official? I don't think so. No. Mm. Yeah, he's it, that would be that would be a nice touch, but he's not close enough to any of the barrels. Gotcha. Yeah, um, pretty much like it's it's a Dark Souls or like a Souls game adage. Like whenever you can set off a trap under your own on your own terms, you know, do it. Yeah. As opposed to letting it be set on you. But it's it's better to set this off before you can get to it. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, you're going through this corrupted area. It's full of spider webs. And uh, 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 what is the name for it? Is it Sticky Ore? Or? Uh, spider Ore. Spider Ore. Spider Stone. Spider, spider stone. stone. Yeah, there we go. Like, you're finding tons of Spider Stone, which is the upgrade material that can only be used for bone, bows to make them sticky bows. That's what I was thinking of. What, um, what does Sticky do for a bow? Um, like better range and damage. Okay. Um, but not, I mean, I don't know why it's called sticky. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's what, if that was your question, I don't like, know. It, it, all that I can think of is for the drawstring, it like makes it more spidery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that would make sense. It's weird that there are upgrade materials that can only be used on certain weapons in this game. Yeah. I, I like that. I just didn't know it until you said that right now. Yeah. And because you use the lava bow because you're playing demon souls and like, <laughs> yeah. that's a real winning move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you're heading in this corrupted area. You go down one last uh, elevator, and then we get to the, uh, the boss of this area, the Armor Spider.
boy, did I have a fuck of a time fighting this thing. He's he's interesting because it it depends on like if you are able to do ranged combat, like mm-hmm. he's a breeze. Yeah. Like with with uh, my first character, my royal with magic missile, um, he is nothing. Yeah, same here. You know, he's he is he is a total pushover. Melee combat is a lot tougher. Mm-hmm. Like even okay, so even with the crescent falchion this time, just walking face first into a murder machine and god help you that run is just awful yeah we should talk about his arena because that plays you know something that i've been thinking about a lot in this you know we talked about it a little bit last time with the uh, the tower knight but i feel like there's a greater emphasis placed on the arenas mm-hmm. that the of the bosses in demon souls versus dark souls yeah and how those play in and you, you see it you know some some levels it's it's you know relatively generic um but you know you see it in some other levels as being much more important yeah. And uh, this arena is definitely built up to, to the boss's strengths. Yeah, definitely. I like I, somebody in one of the responses, either on Facebook or uh, that we're going to read here. Um, we read the Facebook responses here. What am I saying? Uh, but somebody said that it reminded them of Capra Demon, actually, in mm. so, insofar as the arena is, is, is more of a danger to you than, um, you know, the, the, the boss itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah the, I can see it. It's very narrow as well, just like Capra Demon's Arena. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, and so you, it's a it's a tunnel that you start out at one end. You see the spider down at the end, and you are complete. Unlike Capra, like you're completely safe. Yeah. When you start off, kind of playing into what I was talking about last time with like the safe zones mm-hmm. that you'll run into in this game. Um. And you have to go down this kind of gauntlet to get to him if you need to damage him with melee, and he has multiple ways to to make this difficult for you. Mm-hmm. Um, most annoyingly, this web that he shoots out. Yeah, he can root you. Yeah, which makes you can't roll. You walk really slowly until you get hit with fire, like a fireball. Mm-hmm. So if you have like a, a high fire defense shield at this point, you're kind of sitting pretty because you can be webbed and then just block the fireball and get unwebbed. And it's not too big a deal. Yeah. Um, if you just have like a regular, like a, you know, a soldier's shield, you know, it's blocking like 70% fire. Like mm-hmm. you're going to have a real rough time with this. Yeah, and it fires quickly enough, especially if you are in the tunnel and it's triggering its range attack, uh, that uh, you can't heal yourself that effectively. Mm-hmm. You have to run back. Um, yeah. He'll also do kind of like a fill the full the whole tunnel with flame attack that you want to run back for anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like finding a melee, it's a little bit more predictable. Like if you have a good stability shield um, or whatever they replace stability with, well, however that works in, in Demon Souls, <laughs> yeah. where... He kind of does this like cross attack thing that you can block pretty easily and walk, run up and get a couple of, of hits, and then he'll do this kind of slam before he does his big fire attack. So right. once I figured it out, like I felt like I could beat him fairly consistently. Mm-hmm. I died trying to figure it out multiple times. Yeah, yeah. This was the first time I think that I've that I've ever done all melee on him, and it took me a little while. I used to, I didn't die, but I used a shitload of grass because I was really only intending on playing through 2-1 in this playthrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, just, I was just, you know, I was indiscriminate with my grass usage and ended up not dying. But it took me a while to get the, the hang of, of, the, of the flow of fighting him in melee. Yeah. Once you get the pattern down, it's actually, it's not too bad, but it takes a while to kind of realize that you can't try to move around him at all because then the slam will kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it looks like you do want to. And traditional Souls bosses, you want to get on the backside. Yeah. yeah. But this guy, you have to face from the front. Yeah. Yeah. He really funnels you into that that tunnel. 
Yeah, like you have to be dead on right in front of him or else that slam is going to fuck you over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and he his design in- discourages you from getting up there because he's really intimidating looking. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm-hmm. know, when you get up there, he fills up your whole screen. He's a fucking spider. <laughs> Spiders yeah. are scary. Yeah. Um, he's been breathing fire like <laughs> – before you get up to him, the the frequency and tells for him doing that giant fire attack, it feels unpredictable and and indefensible. Mm-hmm. And uh, it takes a little while for you to realize, like, oh, you know, I can I know when this is coming. Right. The first several times I got up there on my first few playthroughs, I think I just died instantly. And I was convinced that you just couldn't even try to go up there and melee him at all. Yeah. This- yeah. And the, the game actually like doesn't really doesn't quite do that. Um, there's that, but the, the boss later though, like the in four or three, where you do have to use ranged weapons, and they give you a way out of it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it it definitely felt like that to me too, where they they had dictated a way of doing this fight, and uh, it's it's not quite true, but it's almost true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, he's another one that piercing damage is big on too. I I was using an unupgraded Uchi Katana, and actually, if you do the strong attack, that's piercing. It mm-hmm. was it was actually like fine, mm. like oh, it was really? a decent amount of damage. It, it's it's ridiculous how much different piercing damage is on him than slashing or anything else. It, it makes sense if he's covered with a kind of plating, you yeah. know. So like that's you know weapons that were were piercing were designed for that. To like go in, uh, like to the, go yeah the, the yeah cracks yeah yeah put the or put the most pressure on a single point to kind of puncture mm-hmm. armor. Whereas like slashing armor would go right past like you know plate mail. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So for beating the armor spider, you get the hard demon's soul, uh, which gets you uh, the lava bow, which I really like. Again, you know, because it's demon souls. Um, yeah. Or also <laughs> fire spray or ignite, both of which have very limited uses. Fire spray, I, I, I've seen some like exploits for beating certain bosses with it just because of the way that it triggers. But the lava bow really, really is like... Uh, a win button specifically for five two. Yeah, the the lava bow is going to uh, is just like it does not require a huge dexterity, right? You know, investment the same way. So if you're playing a dex character, you will get better damage out of a sticky longbow. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're playing, you can get yourself up to the minimum stats for the lava bow, and that can pretty much be your ranged damage. Like mm-hmm. I used it. I'm not using it this playthrough. On my first playthrough with my royal. I used it from time to time, even though I also had magic missile. I just used it because it looked, you know, sounded neat. Yeah. And uh, it more or less matched my magic missile damage for most of the game. Yeah. You know, and had better range because you can shoot outside of lock on range. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. This this is still like the uh, starting at the end of this world in in two, uh, two three or in three one, you're gonna start running into more difficult choices for with what to do with your souls. Yeah. Like uh, this is still kind of where the choice seems obvious. Yeah, but it's also the first boss where you have multiple choices, right? Yeah, yeah. So we 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 talked about that last time. But the Tower Knight Soul can really only be used to do uh, ward. Yeah, warding. Yeah. yeah. And then the 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 the, the lead demon soul. I forget what that does. Oh, the the uh, the scraping shield. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's going to become start becoming a choice mm-hmm. shortly after this. Yeah. Um. Something that it sucks that they took out of Dark Souls. Yeah. yeah, I felt like. Yeah, I we I mean we we've, we've said that I mean, we're all in agreement there, and I yeah. want that in Dark Souls two so bad mm-hmm. for sure. Because it, it's one of my shame. it's one of my favorite things about this game is like when you get when you beat a boss, 
you're gaining a huge resource. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's, it's, wow, this could, this can alter how I'm going to play the game in really significant ways. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and that, that just adds that, you know, game, games are about choice. Like when I'm playing a game with character advancement, my principal mode of engagement is how do I advance my, like having a choice of how I advance my character, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why, yeah. that's why it's fun for me. Yeah. Um, so adding more to that is always a good thing. And turning an enemy's essence into spells feels very close to like Mega Man kind of, you know, yeah. kind, of, kind of approach. And Dark Souls has a little bit of that. And, you know, just kind of like, I killed this butterfly and I'm going to use it, use its horn as a spear. Hurrah. But like that, for me, doesn't seem as potent as taking something elemental and reconfiguring it to use to your advantage. And and there's just so fewer ones that have options. Yeah. So there's yeah. Just, there's just Manus's soul, I think, that gives you. Well, there are a couple of them that can do multiple things, I believe, because um, the the moonlight butterfly can give you that shield as well. Yeah. But it's yeah. just rare, and at most it's two. Mm-hmm. Two and things. And usually one of them sucks, or <laughs> yeah. your build will dictate clearly which one you choose. Yeah. Right, where like a lot of these items are four options mm-hmm. for them. Not and in addition, like eating them for souls is more significant because since souls are a bigger commodity in this game, like you're you know going through the regular enemies in this level, point out that thing where like regular enemies not worth very many souls in Demon Souls. Yeah. So you know eating this soul is still an option as well if you don't want any of those things, mm-hmm. and it'll be a significant boost for this portion of the game. Yeah. You know if you're not if you don't have a collector mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so, hadn't. I hadn't remembered that about Demon Souls. I I had the character I used to go through this level last night was just fresh out of one one, <laughs> and I I had just upgraded my stats enough to use uh, an Uchi Katana. I ran and got that, and then went straight to two one, mm-hmm. and I didn't even come out of two one with enough souls to upgrade it to plus one until yeah. until after killing the armor spider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a real weird and it's a really uneven thing. In Demon Souls 2, because as soon as you get to uh, to four, all bets are off. Like four, going through four will give you a lot of souls yeah. for yeah. some reason, but that's the only world in which that's true. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it's it's a little bit uneven, but it does kind of play into, you know, you're going to get more of your upgrades from bosses in all sense of the word, like levels and equipment. So. Uh, we should probably talk about world tendency. It's one of the least interesting areas for that. There is no nothing for white. If you go pure black, there's a primeval demon here, but uh, that mm-hmm. is true of uh, most places. Yeah, um, and just so we don't hear back from it, it's the it's the tendency before pure black that he yeah. shows up. Yeah, but yeah. I, I know what you meant. I just didn't want to get a rat out about it. Yeah, so, true. Yeah, true. That's smart. That's smart. Yep. And then um, some some black phantom. Miners. Yeah. Which with as narrow as a lot of the places are would actually be really disruptive. I haven't encountered that, but I could see that being very problematic, especially if I wasn't rolling with my crescent. Yep. I I neglected to do it. Like I you know, I've been trying to do all the tendency stuff, but I don't really consider like a couple, you know, (laughs) black phantom scale miners to be an event. Yeah. So even though it might change the level, I didn't wanna go through with that. Yeah, it's not like getting Skirber the Wanderer or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, and uh, that's it. That's two one. Yeah, real short episode. Sorry to disappoint y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's it's part of the organizational structure of of Demon Souls. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd be going through, you know, two one and two two, and then we'd start an episode with two three, which is ridiculous, <laughs> and then go into three one. Like it would be a nightmare. So yeah. this is just kind of how it has to be, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah, and also the other, you know, when we talk about three one, not only is the level more significant, but there's a whole lot to say about Latria in general. Yeah. 
Um, so that's, that's going to be a, a fun set of uh, episodes. Yeah. So we do not, we're still uh, figuring out exactly who we're going to be joined by for 2-2 two, two, and 2-3. Two, mm-hmm. um, so we guarantee you somebody. Yes. On that episode. Yeah. But uh, next week's episode is going to be the appendix where we read your responses to this right here. If you have any thoughts on three, or I'm sorry, about 2-2 about two, two or 2-3, two, go ahead and send those uh, to duckfeed.tv slash contact. Pick Bonfireside Chat from the drop-down menu. Or, uh, uh, you know, go to our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash Bonfireside Chat. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure people have things to say about the Dragon God. And fucking mm. Flame Lurker. Like, let's all get together and have a <laughs> fuck Flame Lurker party. I, I like Flame Lurker. I like Flame Lurker, too, but he's goddamn hard. Yeah. Like, I will definitely join that party. Yeah. <laughs> Just raise, it, raise a glass. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah against that, that gentleman. Lower a glass. I don't know how you anti-toast. <laughs> Make some, freeze some bread yeah. for, the, uh, for the Flame Lurker. Yeah. Uh, so, so my pit, pitch skills creeping into my regular life there. <laughs> Fast with the puns. Um, Blap. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else is yeah. there? there? Listen to our other shows. Our other shows, other shows on the network. Um, uh, Pilot Season is the newest show on the network. It is hilarious. Um, oh. That actually just got onto iTunes. Uh, that happened right before the show, Gary. Um, oh, sweet. Yeah. So we'll awesome. we'll get that there. Go check it out. Uh, the first two episodes feature uh, network mainstays. Uh, uh, yep. Gary and myself and Brayton. And I have I have something real special planned for the third episode, which I'm recording soon. Um, the high concept there is if you don't like it, it'll be different next episode. <laughs> so just give it a shot. And if you don't like it, it's worth coming back for because it will be a different thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, so in addition to that, um, Cole does a show called Those Damn Ross Kids. It features multiple Ross Kids. Yeah. Um, uh, it's we, we haven't had a new episode for a while, and that's because of like personal life stuff. I assure you, it's not going anywhere. We just took a little bit of a break, so uh, yeah. it'll, it'll it'll be back here soon, which is fine. No one's paying us for the shit. We can, <laughs> we can have real lives. Um, the, uh, yeah. So so um, in addition, though, check out the archives if you haven't checked mm, out yeah. the show. Though, if it sounds interesting to you, it is an evergreen show. Yeah. Um, in addition, um, a little less evergreen, but no less delightful, is the level which is Cole's roundtable video game audio magazine discussion mm-hmm. with uh, with himself and some friends from college having a good old-fashioned bro-down about uh, <laughs> games both modern and slightly less modern. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and, yeah. and, and if you dig the more game-specific format, uh, Gary, uh, myself, and then Zach Johnson from Video Games Hot Dog and Bob Mackey from Retronauts, we just recently did an episode about Gone Home, which uh, I think everybody will enjoy. Yeah, Gone Home, probably my game of the year. Like, yeah. it's really hard for me to think of something I like more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Gone Home. And also just play Gone Home. Free plug for <laughs> the Fulbright Company. Yeah. Um, definitely play I'll Gone Home. I'll suck at that. Yeah, dude, I, we should talk about that when we get off mic, because <laughs> I'm glad that, you, glad that you played that. Oh, dude, um, fuck. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so good. And go into it not knowing very much. So we're talking about get, listening to this podcast. Play it first. Yeah, Then yeah. listen to the podcast. You have to put up a certain amount of, like, I get this much inter- hours of entertainment for this much dollar. Mm-hmm. Like, don't think of it in those terms. And I would encourage everyone, especially, you know, when you start thinking about the iTunes economy and everything, to stop thinking in those terms in general. Yeah. Like, I just, I feel like that's a, a harmful, like, you should be able to judge an art on its own and a uh, unique experience should be worth, you know, an investment. The conclu- like, at the end of it, the conclusion that I've come to is, yes, I probably spent two hours playing 
um, gone home. However, I've spent um, several you know times that thinking about it, yeah. which brings the you know ratio, whatever magical ratio or math you do, up. And the same can apply to you know many of the great games that we talk about: Demon yep. Souls, Dark Souls, Spec Ops, any of these awesome things. Yep. So in, that... in, in, yeah. In, in addition, at the end of the day, we're talking about twenty bucks. Yeah. So like, who you know, who among us is twenty dollars going to really break? Like if you if you don't have that in your entertainment budget, that's fine. I don't judge you for that. I don't want to mm-hmm. sound like I'm privileged, but if you do have that within your t- entertainment budget, like it is, it is receiving a strong recommendation as a unique experience. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have the means, I highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. For people of means, gone home. Yeah. But uh, for free for free entertainment, you can go to uh, the pitch on Duckfeed, where you can listen to Gary Butterfield and Braden Cameron uh, talking about innovation uh, solutions. Um, it's really about integrating certain systems in your life in order to increase visibility and efficiency, so you can focus on the things that really matter. Here, here's a sneak preview of a typical episode of the pitch. All right, like innovation up, synergy down, teamwork down, solutions up. Is this? Up. Okay, let's just throw out some words. Okay, cloud. Gotcha. Well, networking solutions. Okay, got it. Does it have big data? Big data. B-I-G. Big. Bytes. Information. (laughs) Information travels. Good. Synergy. The uh, it, it's essentially just it is uh, it is business. Yeah, it is the soul of business in a podcast form. It's the spirit of America. Business. Yes, it's a lot like the movie Tucker in in podcast form. <laughs> <laughs> nice pull, God. <laughs> yeah, and then also if you like video game stuff, you should listen to Watch Out for Fireballs, the flagship podcast of the network, and uh, Abject Suffering, which is like the dark evil brother of. Watch out yeah. for it's it's something that grew on the underbelly of watch out for fireballs yeah, exactly. and then we scraped off and put into a culture and abject suffering flourished out of that like some yeah. kind of horrible plague <laughs> um, and speaking of off we don't have a date for it but we're going to be doing a live show at the portland retro games expo the first weekend of october um, yep. October 5th, 6th, and 7th are the days that that runs. So if you're in the Pacific Northwest, uh, it's in Portland. It's just, uh, just Saturday and Sunday. Oh, is it? Oh, yep. yep. Okay. So we are, we are doing one of those days. Yes, we're So doing... we don't have a date. We have two dates that might mm-hmm. be. Yes. Um, yeah, please come to that. Like, mm-hmm. if you're in the Pacific Northwest, like, come say hi. Like, uh, it's not about Dark Souls. But uh, if, you're, if you like old games at all, like, it is a good time. It is a reasonable investment. And uh, it would be awesome to, to see some people. So mm-hmm. please come out. Um, just by way of administrative details, I would like to thank Craig for sending me a gift, which he absolutely didn't have to do, but he did, um, a PSP. I just want to be transparent about things that I get. Cool. So yeah, thanks, Craig. Yes. Thank you. Talking about games. Um, yeah, I think that's just about it. Uh, John, is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, as usual, I don't really have anything in particular to plug. So, uh, you know, you could, uh, you could be friends with me on Facebook or something if you wanted to. <laughs> you, you got it. You got a funny intermittent Twitter. Yeah, yeah. You could you could follow me uh, on Twitter. Um, I, my Twitter handle is Lemon Seltzer. I believe there's an <laughs> underscore in between the lemon and the seltzer. Let's make sure. Yes, Lemon <laughs> underscore Seltzer. So yeah. yeah, follow me on Twitter. That would be the way to have the most fun with me. <laughs> yeah, Twitter is a fun place for you know expressing micro ideas. Um, and synergy matchmaking. Yeah. Does, um, it, does it work on any device? You betcha. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's almost like Squarespace. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Actually, it, li- it literally is. Like, oh, yeah, you... I guess. Yeah, I guess it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it came, came to you from a Squarespace website. Yeah. yeah. It literally we, is brought to you by yes, Squarespace. But, but not in the way that we received any encouragement or money from that company. Yeah. Um, like yeah, so company. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we like them in general. Um, yeah. honest, uh, recommendation. Yeah. The, uh, anything else before we go, boys? Nah, man. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, until next time. If you press on, you can proceed. Yep. So the world might be amended. Umbasa. We all pray that we will have far more soon.